stopped, get him stopped. God and Moses both in a sidecar could not drive a sprint car with a thousand horsepower. I swear to God, he's done a double somersault backwards. My car will go past wide open. Uh, my 50,000 came in a Twinkie box. You know, I get my jollies off over looking at a nice car wash. You know he's going to crash your shit, but he's still, he's still got great stories. Oh, they disappeared. Oh, I'm leading. <laughs> I'm leading. <laughs> you plated your old ball sack and you just freaking let it eat. It's all goddamn assholes and elbows. And if you ain't right... They'll send your ass to the rear. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Open Red, the official podcast of the World of Outlaws, NOS, Energy Drink Sprint Cars. My name is Rob Blount from Dirt Vision, and joining me to my left, the PR guy of the World of Outlaws, Mr. Nick Graziano. Hello, I am back. How are you, Rob? I- I'm good. How are you? I'm uh, not too bad. I could be bad. better. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think everybody around here sounds like they're catching a little bit of a cold as we're getting into a little bit uh, chillier weather, but uh, getting over it. That's good. I'm glad to hear that you're getting over I think. it. Hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> but not on next week. You'll know what happened. If you hear Nick sniffle at some point during the show, that's that's what it is. Sorry. But it's okay. We'll we'll forgive you. Just back up a little bit from me, bud. <laughs> Six feet, right? <laughs> um no, I, I said I could be better just because we didn't have any any sprint car racing this week. Yeah, that was it was kind of a, a sad weekend. I guess we should get used to it, because unfortunately that's kind of coming. Yeah, that's oh man, what what a downer! I know, right? Because we've only got five races left. Yeah, crazy. We got what, Lakeside this weekend, and we got uh, Devil Lawton Devils Bowl, and then to, World and then Finals. World Finals. That's it. That's man. I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. We got a few months to wait until Dirt Car Nationals again. That's they're just gonna crawl into a hole and cry. I'm. I'm like in a couple I'll months, actually, hibernation. I can't do that. Well, probably, I'll probably get fired if I do that for not showing sure off work. So. That's true. There's kind of a bit going on still. Yeah. Or Dirt Vision, at least. Yeah. Still got to... Can't do that. But yeah, I mean, man, I missed some racing this week. But we're, we're going to all enjoy these last five as much as uh, we can. Yeah. That's that's what we're going to do. Speaking of enjoying things, uh, I enjoyed our, our interview with our, our guest, uh, Mr. Dave Sharpley of Sharp Advantage uh, Safety Products. Yeah. Really uh, cool. Uh, very guest. insightful. Yeah. We, I learned a lot. It's always uh, neat to, uh, we talk, you'll hear, we talk a lot about UC, like the drivers do like that, that molding to their seats and mm-hmm. how that works. He talks a lot about that and what the purpose of that really is. Yeah. Um, there's not much else to talk about this week. So, I mean, we may as well just jump right into it, yeah, right? Enjoy. Yeah. Let's jump right into it. Dave Sharpley on Open Red. And on today's show, we have Dave Sharpley with Sharp Advantage. Obviously, a lot of you might have seen, I uh, probably see his logo on a bunch of uh, sprint car drivers' cars, a bunch of other cars uh, all throughout the motorsports, really. Uh, Dave, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm glad to be on here with you guys. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, I guess right off the bat, kind of talk about um, what you do. Um, like I said, I'm sure a lot of people see your logo out there, see the seats, but maybe kind of talk a little bit about what you do um, and how you're involved in motorsports, really. Yeah, well, we, uh, we've just recently in the last, uh, we've been doing our seat inserts and safety products for the last, uh, handful of years, but within the last, uh, two years now we've progressed, uh, grown enough that we, we went into business full time now and we're, we're strictly, uh, working on sprint car seats and midgets and 600 micros and stuff now full time. Um, but we, we, what we do is we make uh, custom fitted, seat inserts that go inside any seat 
any seat, which then just custom forms to the driver. We, we put a bag in the seat and it custom forms around the driver and it's made of uh, crushable foam, which is really, really good when it comes to um, absorbing, taking up some of the force out of the driver's body you know, when they do have an impact. So that's, that's really our, one of our signature products. You know, we've, we've grown into um, doing a lot of head protection, which is, is um, becoming a lot bigger for us because, you know, we, we've noticed that now the driver's head needs to be as protected obviously as um, his body. So we're working with some, you know, different products and different people that help us with uh, using the latest and greatest materials to try to, try to lessen the effect of your head getting bounced around. So that's been really good for us. You know, the head protection has been really good and we have some knee protection and we have a, you know, some holders for the, um, the one way radios that you guys all use. We have mm-hmm. some holders for those to make it a little more convenient for the driver to find it or, you know, not lose it. Should we say, which is a, a big problem, you know, guys are putting them in their suits. And so we have a, a nice carbon holder that, um, you know, goes around that radio and straps the rivets to your helmet. And, and it seems to be, you know, it seems to be going pretty good so far. We were really happy with our progress so far. So when you say doing seat inserts, uh, I think I've seen this before. And you mentioned, you know, with, with the, the bag and it molds around them, you're putting, basically putting the driver in the seat and you've got this bag behind them and you're pouring in this material that then basically molds to their body. Is that right? Yeah, it's it's a similar system probably to what you saw, but our system we we put you know ours is a crushable foam, so we just put the these these beads in a bag, and then we put a glue in there, a two part glue in there, and then it we put the bag and the beads and the glue and everything inside the seat and kind of form it a little bit. Then we insert the driver into the car, and then you know, we, uh, we slowly work at it. It takes a couple hours and we slowly work at it, you know, with the driver in and out of the car. And we, we, we then it get it to where the driver's comfortable, you know, up and down and, you know, it's not too tight. It's not, not too loose. And then, you know, it basically just takes up all the open areas of the seat and more or less can make the driver, you know, more custom fit to his seat, you know? So that's really our, our specialty at this point, you know, which is, and as you can see, it's seems to be going good for us. We're very proud of um, how it's going uh, with, with the different customers and lots of different people that are, are now, you know, calling our telephone, which is working out really good for us. Where did the engineering of this concept kind of develop? How did it, how did it come to be where it's like, okay, we're, it's almost it's a cool thing to watch when you get to see it done, but it almost seems like how in the world did someone come up with this? Like, where did the idea and notion for this to even first develop to even know what materials to use, what would work best, and things like that? Well, my background, uh, I moved to Indy from Pennsylvania, uh, so my background was working on dirt cars and stuff my whole life. Well, in the late nineties, I moved to Indianapolis and I, I became an Indy car mechanic, and I did wow. that for the last 25 years or 20 years. And then I just recently, um, you know, quit doing that so I could do this and pay full, full attention to it. But it, so it came from the IndyCar side of it where we did that in an IndyCar and, and believe it or not, like 
Darren and I, Pittman are, are very, very good friends, been very good friends for a long time. And Darren broke his back long time ago at Hollywood Hills in, in New Mexico. And when one day he just called me after that crash and said, you know, Dave, what do you think if we did, if we, I got a bigger seat and then we just put an insert in my, in my seat because I can't really, I can't really afford to be getting hurt anymore. Like this was a big injury. I broke my back. So it's a big injury. So I really don't want to take that chance again. So what do you think if we do this? And I thought, well, I said, well, heck Darren, like I'll, I'll, we'll work at it. I don't know how to do it. I saw it done 50 times in an Indy car, but like I've never done it. So ultimately like that's how it kind of started where Darren, Darren realized like, you know, heck, I might be able to, maybe we could put that in there. And we tried it, we did it. And I, I, um, you know, all the technology more or less is, is coming from the IndyCar thing. And then when Darren, you know, got hurt, he just, he just kind of brought it up to me and brought it to my attention. And we, we did it together, he and I, and then, um, you know, for a long time, he was the only one using it because it was, you know, it's definitely more expensive than, you know, uh, this was, 20 years ago or 15 years ago that people were looking at me like I had three heads when I, when I came to them and said, Hey, let's try this. You know, this is what Darren's using. You know, it's, you know, it's definitely better because, you know, it's, it's been tested and tested multiple hundreds of times in a, in a crash test, you know, uh, in a, in a crash test sled. So it's proven material, like the material we use, we, we know that it's tested. We don't use anything but that material that we know is tested and we know it's right. And so, you know, we've, uh, we did that. And for, for a long time, you know, a handful of people, you know, uh, told me that, you know, I was crazy. I, you know, it's too expensive. You know, I got kicked out of many trailers, you know, guys, trailers, I got kicked out of speaking of, you know, trailers, I get, I asked shots there for a while, right? He was a, he was, you know, one of the bigger names, obviously I had Darren and shots was a bigger name. So I went into his trailer and he just said, look, you know, why don't you just beat it? We don't need your stuff. You know, we don't need your, your high dollar stuff. This isn't an Indy car. This is a sprint car. We sit in these metal seats, you know? And, and so he kicked me out of his trailer a couple of times. And then finally, you know, in, in the last, six or five or six years now he's been you know a great supporter of ours um very helpful for my business and been you know helping me out a lot you know with with him and darren you know darren obviously has pushed it for years and years but you know sometimes you know even though he had it right it was difficult for people to just say oh yeah we'll just do that you know after a while it started taking a little bit of traction and then you know we've grown slowly as as the years gone by now i think that more people are now right now are um safety oriented right they're looking at the safety side of it a little i think we're everybody's just getting a little more you know open-minded they're opening their eyes to it a little bit more and i think you know i don't think it's only just because you know we've been more present i think more people are willing to listen to it and understand it instead of, you know, the closed mindedness that we had 20 years ago, right. Where people just said, I don't need that stuff. You know, that's not for us. You know, where now people at least want to listen and understand that, you know, what the product is, how it works, you know? So I think that's been good for us. You know, I think we, we started getting some traction at the right time when everybody started kind of paying a little bit more attention to it. And now I think now, you know, there's lots more people that are really paying attention to it. And, and obviously it's, it's, 
getting traction now. We're, we're growing and growing, and it's been super good so far. Well, for those that don't know, the full-time outlaws that you currently have using your product, in addition to Donnie Schatz, uh, another champion, our most recent two-time champion, Brad Sweet, Jacob Allen and Logan Shuhart, David Gravel, Carson Macedo, and Sheldon Hoddenshield. So as you said, you've definitely grown uh, into, I think, what is it? That's about half, if not just more than half, of our full-time outlaw guys who are now using your product. So how difficult is that for you uh, as the uh, supplier to be keeping up with those guys on just that one series, but that's in addition to everyone else that you've got uh, in other levels of sprint car racing. I noticed you've got uh, micro sprint uh, clients. You have even down to the quarter midget level as well. Yeah, I think, you know, the quarter midgets is a great thing to get into, right? Because we've got, you know, some of our quarter midget customers have grown, grown into now they just stick with you right through the whole, their whole progression of, of, you know, growth, right? Like I've got kids that are, you know, were quarter midget. Chase Randall was a quarter, quarter midget customer of mine when he was seven years old. Now he's 16 years old, right? Still using our products, running sprint cars, running ASCS or running, you know, midgets and sprint cars, you know, so we've got lots of them. Um, it's difficult keeping up with them sometimes like it's it's feast or famine you know your business a lot of times like um you know this time of year you'll start which we start getting stuff from some of the outlaw teams that are asking you know hey we want to want to start freshening our stuff you know i've got you know one of the outlaw guys i have their stuff here you know now getting freshened up um you know some new stuff put in it and re re powder coated and those kind of things so you know and we're, we're we just you know listen it's feast or famine and now that i'm full-time doing it right like i i do everything i can to take care of every one of our customers customer service for me as a as my business is is very important you know i try to make as much presence as i can at the racetrack you know with whether it be outlaw shows or all-star shows you know we 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 do a lot with the all-stars the all-stars we only have there's three of the full-time all-stars that we do not have everybody else is on our products so we just try to stay as present as we can and you know sometimes when they call you know or they want something done we just you know if we have to burn some midnight oil we just do it because that's our that's our business model right we're going to we're going to um service the customer and you know be as present as we can and if we need we need to you know we need to burn some midnight oil we do i think a big thing with sprint car racing right now a lot of it's been obviously big in the news this year at least is uh concussions also you talked about uh, a lot of products to try and help with different head injuries is i guess is there anything that you feel is important for drivers to make sure they have in those cars that to try and uh, make sure that doesn't happen or is there something maybe in development that it's being a research and engineer that could further make sure that doesn't happen anymore in the future Sure. There, there's always, you know, there's always new, you know, with, with evolution, right. There's a lot more new foams coming all the time. There's always something different that we're trying on different people, you know, but my, my, you know, word to the, to all the racers is look like it's as important to have good stuff around your head as it is to have around your body. Like you, you wear a, you wear a really nice helmet, you know, but if you have something that's inferior around your head, well, your helmet's just, you know, smacking into that stuff around your head. Right. So you just have to pay attention to it. You know, it's, it's, it's easy for, it's an easy thing to detect, right? Because if people, 
think about it. Like if you end up at the end of the night where you have, a, you know, blurred vision or you have a headache, you know, or you, you know, when you're on the racetrack, you can't see exactly right. Like I had that happen to me one time with, um, with Pittman. He called and he said, Dave, he said, you know, I get my head on the, I get my head on my headrest and, and, and I'm, I can't see it's vibrating, It's bouncing my head. I can't see. And I didn't realize it until I took my head off the headrest, like, like, thought about it and said okay take your head off the headrest while you're racing and he said i took my head off my headrest and i couldn't i could see fine then i could pick up where the curb was so you know when those are the kind of things that are just they're they're almost like a dead giveaway where you you know if you feel if you see that and you feel that you feel a headache or you feel you know your head's bouncing around sometimes i have people come to me and say oh man i don't know about this seat you know the seat, the seat isn't right. Well, it's not the seat, right? Like we have to make sure that we're using, you know, the proper stuff, you know, around your head. You don't want your head bouncing off of aluminum, right? Like, and, and it's, it, you just have to pay attention to it. And we've been trying to, as we go, we're trying to just educate more and more that, you know, if you see those symptoms or feel those symptoms, do something about it. Don't just sit on it and go, well, I got a headache. You know, maybe it was the fumes or maybe it was the, you know, the track was rough or whatever, you know, there's some, there's some of those things that you got to notice. And once you notice them, you got to, you got to make a decision and do something about it. So what's the next step do you feel in driver safety within a sprint car? Because there's, there's only so much room, obviously, uh, for, thicker headrests or a thicker seat or a thicker seat insert more padding or whatever so what do you feel is the next step to uh make these guys continue to be safer obviously racing is just an inherently dangerous sport especially sprint car racing but we don't want to see any of our heroes continue to get hurt uh which thankfully that's been seeming to be less and less uh as the years have gone on but how do we continue to make it so well i think we we just keep you know with you know with um you know the 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 seats are getting better the seats are definitely getting better as we go you know the the seat itself and you know make sure you have you know have some sort of an insert in there because you know the the seats you know they can only fit so good right you, you to get an to put an insert in it you just it's a simple phone call away right so you get a seat insert make sure you have really good head padding make sure you're wearing a good helmet make sure you're wearing a good device like those are the things that you know sometimes people take for granted right we just we don't we, don't, we we're racers right we all are i get it like eh not going to happen to me. It's just a small track tonight. You know, I'm not just going to race in a small track, so it should be okay. Well, we don't know that, you know, so it's as much the racer as it is us in developing. It's as much as the racer is paying attention to it. You know, I see a lot of racers out there where their, their headrest is, is either is too low, right? Either their, their headrest is down low. Like you can almost, if you, if they had their helmet off, you could almost see their ears. Right. And, that's just as dangerous as anything, right? Like your headrest has to be in the right spot. So contacting a proper seat maker and understanding where that stuff needs to be, to be placed. You can't just buy a seat. Like, Oh, I'm just going to buy that seat from Johnny over here. You know, like it fits me, my fits, I can sit in it and it fits. Well, does it really fit? Like, you know, and those are the things that, um, you know, we're, we're working together with, with, you know, the seat makers now and trying to make sure that, you know, racers that are contacting us, we make sure that they have the full 
the full line of of stuff that they need right proper seat belts their seat is made properly for them right proper headgear you know it's all important your seat belt angles the way the seat belts are tied into the car you know that's that's really important that's an, an an aspect that a lot of people just don't understand and i think some of it is just you know we just we as a company right we as the seat maker the insert maker the seat companies right we just need to help educate people about how these things need to be done and be done right and if we do it right and we protect ourselves you know as best we can well we we really eliminate a lot of the chance of a, a real serious injury. We just need to keep plunging forward and making sure that we're doing everything right. We as the racer and we as the, the safety manufacturers. You started to allude to my next question there. What is your relationship with the seat manufacturers like the custom fiberworks and LaJoya seatings and Butler built to the world? I, I, I work with all of them, you know, obviously Darren and I are very good friends. Um, so I probably work as close with Darren as I do with closer with Darren than I do with anyone just because we're friends and we talk about this stuff. We've been talking about this stuff for years and years and years, right? We've been, we've been really good friends. We've done a lot together over the years as friends, our families, our friend, family friends together. So, you know, I, I, the other seat manufacturers I have no problems with. We all, you know, I talk to the guys from Butler and, and, you know, I see them all around in the fiberworks people, right. I, I, I see them all around and, you know, I have, I have, I feel like I have as, as good a relationship with all of them is the same, you know, besides my friendship with Darren, right. Just being personal friends. So we talk a lot more, but I, you know, I, I think, you know, they're all good parts they're all good pieces we just we all just need to work together and i'm i'm happy to work together with all of them not just the, the seat makers in general but i guess other racing series too obviously like you said a lot of this uh came from working with indycar how much do you see uh different forms of motorsports working on safety aspects like this and is there anything you see being developed in like indycar right now that could maybe sh- could or should be brought over to like sprint car racing too well i don't see you know a ton of it being totally, totally new because mm-hmm. we're right now we're at the top end of what we're, what we're doing, but you know, there's always things that are, you know, different foams and different stuff, you know, that they use, you know, in different forms of racing, you know, I know the, you know, they're the NASCAR's starting to use with this new car, right. They're going to use this new foam stuff that goes behind the bumpers and in, and a side of the doors and stuff, you know, because that will help, you know, that will help with impacts taking the, the force out of the impact, right? Like it's just, it just takes the energy away. So I see that happening now, you know, and you see it, you see it with the safer walls. I mean, that's, that's a foam piece is what it's, what it is. It's foam between the two walls. Right. So it's just different ways of doing it, you know, like, and obviously there's stuff always happening and, you know, I try to keep, keep afloat of all of it, you know, the best I can, but, um, you know, and I, and I, it's all I do now. So, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to, you know, really keep, keep at it now, now that we can do it full time and keep our eyes on it, you know, but man, I'll tell you what, it's been busy, like trying to just stay afloat with, you know, people calling and wanting to get new stuff and this stuff and that stuff and say all my safety products that I have there, they've been going super good. So, you know, it's been hard to like, try to just push forward too far ahead because right. we're trying to keep up you know, I'm trying to keep up with 
the the amount of clients that I do have already. So that's been that's been a bit of a challenge. But I mean, obviously, that's a good challenge to have <laughs> rather <laughs> rather than, you know, standing here looking at the four walls. When you think back on that conversation that you had with Darren, are you kind of blown away that that conversation has has led to all of this now? Of course, like, you know, this was this was, you know, Darren and I, like I said, have been great friends. And like he called me and it was the silliest thing because he called me at like four o'clock in the morning. He's like, you know, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, um, what what would you think that I'm doing at this point? Friend? <laughs> like we're sleeping. What what are you calling me for? I'm in the hospital. OK, what happened? Broke my back. OK, are you OK? Yep. But I got an idea. You know, so it, it, you know, that it's been great. Like, and he's been a huge help, you know, he's been a great help for me. You know, he's, he's been a great ambassador for our products, right? You know, all of our customers have been really good for us, you know, once they get in it, they, you know, and they, and we get to know them, right. And we, you know, I make it a point for, you know, all of my customers. If I know that someone's been in an incident, I make it a total point to immediately whether they're they're probably half the guys are probably not back to their semi yet or back in the pitch yet they just climbed out of the car i saw them climb out so i make it a point like okay i text them hey are you okay how you feeling do you have anything that's bothering you you know um we caught it one time with one of our customers that said yeah i had some pain in my you know between my shoulder blades and i said hold on a minute, bud. He said, well, I'm, you know, I'm just going to go to my chiropractor. And I said, hold on a minute. Like I know for sure, 100% that Darren, when Darren got hurt, that's where his pain was right between his shoulder blades, like in his between, like where his sternum is like, but towards the back, I said, do you need to get this check? Come to find out this guy ended up getting a check and he did have something wrong with him that got, that got fixed. But like, you know, that those are the things that like through the years you hear, you know, and, and, and Darren, you know, Darren just telling me that stuff, right. Like those are all little things that you just take from everybody as they go. Like, Oh yeah, I got a headache or, Oh, you know, my head hurts, you know? Okay. Well, do you notice your head bouncing around or do you notice this or do you notice that? You know? So it's that, that conversation that Darren and I had, you know, I always, I always bring it up. Like, Imagine him just telling me that that one day and, and then it's turned into, you know, something that now I'm making my living from. So it's been been super good. I'm happy he did it. <laughs> I'm happy he called me at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not only good for you, but obviously uh, great for the drivers as well, helping keeping everybody safe throughout the years as well, too. Yes. And going forward. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I quit my job in November of 19, four months later, the pandemic hit. So, you know, we, we didn't, we don't have, didn't have a real good feel for it, for the whole thing through or for our business through, you know, 2020 because of the pandemic. So now we're starting to get a little bit of a better, you know, lay of the land of, okay, this is going to be a, a dead, a little bit of a dead time for us. This is going to be where we can make, you know, be making some new stuff. This is where we got to, we're going to, we know we're going to be super busy, you know, come PRI, we get super busy. So, you know, we're slowly getting a lay of the land and, and, you know, I've loved sprint cars and midgets and, you know, those kind of cars from my whole life growing up in Pennsylvania, in central PA, right? Like that's what you see. You see a modified and you see a sprint car and most people pick one of the two. Well, sprint cars have been, you know, something that I've loved from to the, to the bottom of my soul for my whole life. And now happily I'm, uh, you know, being able to work, work with them, you know, almost full time now all the time. Well, Dave, we really appreciate uh, you taking the time to uh, to join us today. 
Uh, it was a lot of fun and very insightful. I learned a ton yeah, uh, in the time that we've had you on. So, uh, Dave Sharpley, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate it. And thank you again for Dave Sharpley joining us today. Uh, really cool to hear about what he's been doing safety-wise and just what's keeping drivers safe, really. <laughs> it's a cool little, like... Uh, niche that he's carved out for himself Definitely. within the safety world like obviously you've got the seat manufacturers you've got your belt manufacturers your helmet builders um the seat insert is such a interesting little area that he's carved out for himself uh and already seems to be kind of cornering the market and i i just i didn't even think that there would have been that much extra going into that area of the driver's compartment but there is oh yeah for sure like even all the years i've raced i learned something new especially with uh just the way the C- you see are where you want your headrests and things like that and kind of what works best for you and what you should be doing um it's cool to hear that and just what is being done and just kind of that engineering side of sprint car racing that there's there's a lot of technology that even as small as foam inserts that are doing a lot yeah. for drivers no you're 100 right it just always seemed like you would only ever hear the term like seat insert if someone was like filling in as a substitute driver yeah. and they didn't like perfectly fit that yeah, seat. Exactly. It was more to, as he said, um, fill out the seat, fill out those empty spaces, but he's doing it for a different reason. It's not um, a temporary thing to help a substitute driver fill, fit into that seat better. Uh, it's to just make your custom seat even more custom, which I, I just found to be really enlightening. It's just that foam that holds you in tight, but still allows just a little bit of movement. So you're not hitting, like you said, you're not hitting yourself against that that metal aluminum seat, whatever you have. Yeah, I find I find safety in sprint car racing that can be kind of fascinating because, I mean, unlike in the stock car world, um, where you still have more room within the driver's compartment to keep filling out and and help in the safety aspect, you're very much boxed in tight. And there's only so much room to continue innovating on things. And, and yet the the smart people of this world are still finding a way. Yeah, I feel like the sprint car chassis, at least for the cockpit, it seems like it's almost gotten narrower in a sense over the years, like even less room than before to maybe make some of those adjustments. So yeah, it's just those little things that are helping drivers in that little compartment is pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, fun interview. Big, big thanks to uh, Dave Sharpley for joining us. Uh, Another fun interview that uh, was presented by our friends at Manscaped. Um, As a reminder, I'm sure you all know it by now, but if you head to manscaped.com, use the promo code OPENRED20, you get 20% off your order plus free shipping. I would recommend you go and get the Performance Package 4.0 and use that promo code OPENRED20 to purchase that. There you go. You know, a lot of big holidays are coming up. Could use some Manscaped for. Yes, absolutely. You want to be uh, clean and fresh heading into the holiday season? Go get yourself Manscaped. Open Red 20. That's your promo promo code. Use it at manscaped.com. Get yourself 20% off your order plus free shipping. Open Red 20 at manscaped.com. We may not have had racing last week, but we've got racing this week, Friday night, October 22nd. The World of Outlaws are back at Lakeside Speedway, uh, just a few minutes away from the Kansas Speedway, where the NASCAR Cup Series is at this weekend. 
Uh, always a fun show when we go to Lakeside, and I expect tomorrow night to be no different. Yeah, it's a nice, big, fun, fast track. Uh, I believe that's where uh, uh, Donnie Schatz got the first win for a Ford motor, I believe, or maybe it wasn't there. I believe it was pretty close. I know he, he had a big win for Ford there, uh, I think a couple years ago. Uh, so obviously he's good there. Uh, maybe we'll see him pull off another win uh, for TSR on that team after Kerry Metzen got that win at Port Royal. Maybe keep that momentum going in a sense, um, especially with only a few races. It's, it's crazy to believe that Donnie only has three wins this year still. Three wins with five races left. It, yep. kinda, it really is crazy. Um, but, yeah, that that is – that is a thing that has happened. <laughs> that's that's where we're at. That's where he's at. Uh, speaking of of building off of momentum, personally, uh, just because I I want to see the the title fight keep going all the way to Saturday World Finals. I hope David Gravel builds off of the momentum that he uh, built at Port Royal and uh, continues to tighten this thing up. He's under a hundred points with five races to go. Um, if he keeps going, keeps building off of it. Um, maybe the 49 has some struggles here and there. Uh, we could have ourselves a championship showdown heading into world finals for the third year in a row. Yeah, it's it's not over. Uh, we're far from over. Under 100 points now, you never know what can happen. Um, it, it, even if these are good tracks for them, eh, it doesn't mean something might yeah. happen. I mean, if you go, in, especially for the dirt track at Charlotte, he's Brad hasn't won there yet, and Gravel's been pretty dominant there. Yes, he has. Um... If you have the ability to make your way out to any of Lakeside Speedway, Lawton Speedway, or Devil's Bowl Speedway, I would urge you to go to worldofoutlaws.com, try to get yourself some tickets. Um, I don't Have we sold out World Finals yet, Nick? Uh, I believe. I know tickets are selling pretty fast, so I get them as quick as I'm you sure can. sure it's close, yes. So go to charlottemurderspeedway.com and try to get yourself tickets uh, to the NGK NTK World Finals at the Dirt Track at Charlotte Murder Speedway November 4th, 5th, and 6th. Uh, if it's not sold out yet, it's probably close. So uh, go and do that quickly uh, if you plan on making a last-minute trip to World Finals, one of my favorite events of the year. It's a bittersweet event now that I work within – this uh, series because now it obviously means the season's over, but uh, I've just always enjoyed world finals. If you've never been to one, I, I recommend you going because it is, um, it is an absolute show. It's awesome. This year's going to be a big history making uh, event for all three series. Really, um, no matter who wins a championship in uh, for the sprint cars, it'll be history in some way. Either Gravel getting his first championship or mm-hmm. Brad getting uh, third in a row, which will put him on a list, I believe, for who who only have uh, three or more championships, which only, what's it see, Donnie Schatz, Sammy Swindell, Steve Kinzer. I believe that's, I think that's it. And I then think Brad that's the list. The fourth. And Brad, yeah. So he'll be on a pretty uh, big if, list there. And if he doesn't win and, and David somehow pulls it off, he becomes, what, just the 11th yeah, champion just the in the series ever history? Champion. So, yeah, Since like you said. 1978. Yeah. So like you said, either, either way, within that series, it's history-making. Um, I believe... If Matt Shepard holds on and and which I believe he's pretty much there yep. and wins the Super Dirt Car Series championship, that's his he'll eighth. Ha- yep, he'll that'll be his eighth, and he'll have the most championships of all time, beating uh, Brett Hearn, who's pretty much a legend of dirt modified racing. He yes, has over nine hundred wins um, in that division, uh, so that'll be huge. And then uh, he's already locked it up, Brandon Shepard for the late models. He'll tie uh, Josh Richards for the most championships of all time in that series uh, with four. And he's on a path to having the most wins in that series as well, too. 
Yeah. So, like a lot of history said, moments coming up. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so if you can go and get yourself to the NGK NTK World Finals, uh, you can get tickets for that at CharlotteMotorSpeedway.com. Uh, and if you can't make any of those races, we get you covered on Dirt Vision. Uh, go and get yourself that annual Platinum Fast Pass um, to make sure that you are all set for not just the rest of this year, but also pretty much all of next season. If you buy it now, you won't even have to worry about uh, getting charged again until pretty much the end of next season. Plus, you get the Knoxville Nationals and the Knoxville 360 Nationals included with your annual Platinum Fast Pass uh, as well. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, we've unfortunately didn't have any racing, but we're going to again, and we're going to go straight through it. Yep. No more breaks until a few month break. <laughs> <laughs> no more breaks until that really big one comes yeah. in like uh, yeah. three uh, weeks. That's, that's nothing. <laughs> but that doesn't mean we're going to stop. Uh, we're going to hopefully be able to talk to our series champion, whether that means we're talking to the then three time in a row champion Brad Sweet or the first time champion David Gravel. Who knows? We'll see soon. Uh, and then we're going to have to recap and revisit our preseason picks to see how much we suck. Man, I think we were wrong a lot. <laughs> yes, yes. I, th- I think a-, a lot of us, um, if you don't even remember that episode, it was myself, Nick, and our the voice of the Outlaws, Mr. Johnny Gibson. I think a lot of us picked Donnie shots for a lot of things, and obviously that a lot of those didn't come true. No, they did not. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to revisit all of that and, like I said, just see how terrible uh, we truly are and how little we know about this series. That Although I think I'm, I was pretty close to spot on with my order of uh, the championship finishing order. I think Carson's ruining it for me right now, but I, I was pretty close. I wasn't because I'm pretty certain I picked the 17 and that, That's, that yeah. to win. Not just like be in the top five, but to win, uh, and and that did not come true. So, uh, yeah, there's always next year. There's always <laughs> next year, which is pretty much right around the corner at this point. But first, what's right around the corner is a race at Lakeside Speedway, and uh, then another episode for us right after that. So until then, we will catch you later. Uh, as always, I'm Rob Blount. I'm Nick Graziano. We'll catch y'all later. Bye. Hashtag open red.